This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Now, today we're talking about expectation and preparation. This is the second in the series, going to be four of them uh, in all. Amen. And uh, I like this bucket. It says, let's do this. Okay, you got a barrel, a bucket, and a cup. Remember that. Amen. All right. We're talking about the expectation and preparation. My assignment, uh, I didn't just pull this out of the air. I found myself in the book. Oh. And this part two is bring some extra. Everyone say, bring some extra. My assignment uh, is to prepare a prosperous people for his purpose. Now, Ephesians 4 says he gives gifts. I found myself in there. I'm given to you as a gift. I know some of you would like to return me and get your money back, but that's okay. Amen. Yes, it doesn't really matter. Now, listen, one way or the other, even if we like one another, and I love you, don't misunderstand me. Amen. Uh, But it doesn't matter. You are his sheep, but he assigns you according to his own will and his own good pleasure, a shepherd. And there's no other voice that's going to do for you except that voice. Are you listening? Amen. So, you know, you might as well by faith agree with me. You've got to have a shepherd now. Don't be unshepherdable. Don't be, don't, don't be a goat in sheep's clothing that you're always looking for the hole in the fence. Are you listening? And you're, and you're always headed out. Listen, get in, stay in, be all in, and God will bless you. It's just that simple. Amen? Are, are you hearing? Now, I'm not the kind of shepherd that, you know, I mean, two, three times that you just keep crawling out of the fence. I'm going to just say, well, you just don't want to be here, so, you know. Find your, find your place. Amen. Are you listening? But those that want to be here, and you've got to want to be here. Yeah. Amen. Get your want to changed. Amen. You need to, but you really need to move into the next measure of I want to be here. Amen. Amen. Say, I want to be here more. I because I guarantee you, you know, the less you're here, the, you know, you're sacrificing in your measurement here of what God can do for you. Now, he gave gifts on the men, and here's the thing. I take my part of it seriously. I'm to prepare you. The Bible says to equip you. It says in the Amplified to fully equip you. Amen. I know, and now listen, I'm not being mean, but I know some of you, you know, only got half your stuff. Amen. If that. There's more available to you. You're just not taking advantage of it. And you can't advance if you're not advantaged. Amen. Good preaching, Pastor. It's going to be very pastoral here today. Sheeps are going to go by and you're going to feel uh, God's hand and you're going to feel my, my hand, my mouth on you today. Are you listening? And we're going to get them ticks off of you. The blood sucking stuff. The stuff that, you know, needs to be, we just need to clean up a little bit. Amen. That's what preparation is. 
I mean, if you had a dog that was a show dog, even just a little dog, you know, you wouldn't let it just run out in the wet grass and roll in every stinky stuff and everything like that. You bring it in, give it a good bath, brush it, comb it, amen, clip it up and everything like that. So it would be presentable. So it'd be at its best. Well, when I stand in front of God, are you listening? I want you to be presentable. I didn't just pull that out of thin air. Paul said, my joy, my honor. He said, my call in life is to present you to the Lord glorious, without blemish, unstained. Amen. To get you ready. Why? Because that's what pastors do. Get you ready. Uh, What are we going to get ready for? Well, you you don't get ready. You don't prepare for the past. You don't even prepare for the present. We're here. It's the future that must be prepared for. The difference between God and all the other gods is they don't know the future and He does. Do you realize that God knows the future? Before it ever started, He he wrote it. The script is written. It's all in the book. Every day of your life is written in that book. Not some book you can't attain. That one. Full of the future and the plans step by step, day by day, that God has for you. Plans to do you good and not even... Now listen, and plans that to... Listen, to set an expectation for the future and to then get... And then to work those plans and to give you those plans day by day to give you the expected end. Now we're talking about expectation and, and preparation. Now... Preparation is the measure. You measure expectation. The measure of our expectation is in our preparation. Having an expectation, we prepare. We ain't got no water, but the forecast is rain. So we're going to get ready. Oh, I don't believe that. Those weathermen have been promising rain forever and it ain't raining. That's why in drought, why we don't got no water. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's coming. Rain was promised. Rain's coming. We know the father of the rain. God's going to make it rain. So if I believe that, I'm going to have an expectation. I'm going to have a preparation. Now, there's a cup, a bucket, and a barrel. All of those are measures. If I know it's going to rain, I'm going to get me something to catch the rain. I'm going to have, uh, I've shown that I believe it's going to rain by the measure of my preparation. You know, otherwise it's just going to get on me. I'm going to open up my mouth. I get what I get, but then it's gone. I got to catch some of it. Say, I need to catch this. There's some stuff God wants me to catch. Because I'm going to need it in the future. I'm not just going to need to get a drink today. Are you listening? I'm going to have to have a drink tomorrow and the next day and the next day after that. Now, the cup is, is a measurement uh, uh, in this. It could, be, uh, it could be this. It could be... Uh, well, let me get to this. All right. Before I say. I'm to prepare you for the glory days, the rising glory uh, of the work of, of the things of God. How many of you know that there is a glory rising? And I'm to and, and that is right now. It's happening right now. 
You've never been more in Amos 9.13 whether you realize it or not. You've got to be God aware, God alert, and God active. Now our foundation text for today, turn over to Matthew 25. I need to read this. Uh, God's kingdom is like ten young virgins. Everybody say God's kingdom. Now he's wanting us to know what it's like. And he paints it with word pictures today. Here's our word picture. Amen. You're not going to associate, I don't have a lamp, an oil lamp. All right? We wouldn't. We, we wouldn't really uh, uh, associate with that. We have light switches now. But a barrel and a bucket and a cup uh, will speak more to these ordinary, everyday things that we're aware of in our modern society. So Jesus, if he, he would have done this, he would have just took, an, uh, this is how he did. He would, he would tell a story out of their experience of what they, to, the purpose he, that he wants you to understand what the kingdom of God is like. All right, so he's telling this story about, and that you need to realize people get stuck on the virgins. Ain't hardly none of them no more. I'll move right along. Uh, there ain't hardly no oil lamps anymore. <laughs> Praise the Lord, everybody. I mean, we could get, you know, but our minds, you know, we, you know, I mean, we, we get so dogged in the details, we miss the bigger picture. I want to pull you on and listen. Let's get the bigger stuff here. Amen. Aren't you tired of dithering and dilling around and danking around with the details? You know, religious. Well, I wonder what the lamps look like. I wonder what percentage of virgins there actually were back then compared with now. Forget it. Are you listening? Amen. I need your mind to be engaged here. Or you're never going to catch the thing. Because if you can't be taught, you'll never, get the, you'll never be able to get the stuff that's supposed to be caught. You start being taught and you wind up in the, in the caught part of it. Amen. All right? You start with sounding out C-A-T, cat, cat. And then you get the bigger picture of the cat, you know, chasing the mouse that ran across the road. And the Mack truck came over and missed the mouse and ran over the cat. And the cat belonged. You understand what I'm saying, all right? Are you listening? All right? Now... He says this, God's kingdom is like ten young virgins who took oil lamps and went out to greet the, be- the bridegroom. Five were silly and five were smart. One translation says five were foolish and five were wise. The silly virgins took lamps but no extra oil. The smart virgins took jars of oil to feed their lamps. The bridegroom didn't show up when they expected him. Say, when they expected and they all fell asleep. In the middle of the night, someone yelled out, He's here. The bridegroom's here. Get, go out and greet him. The ten virgins got up, got their lamps ready. The silly virgins said to the smart ones, Our lamps are going out. Lend us some of your oil. But they answered, There might not be enough to go around. Go buy your own. They did. But while they were out buying oil... The bridegroom arrived. When everyone who was there to greet him had gone into the wedding feast, the door was locked. Much later, the other virgins, the silly ones, showed up and knocked on the door saying, Master, we're here. Let us in. He answered, Do, you, do I know you? I don't think I know you. So, here's, and here's the end of the message. Stay alert. You have no idea when he might arrive. Now, Lord, we thank you for your word. We ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. Lead and guide us in the truth we need, and we'll give you praise and glory and honor for it. Now listen, in this it says they all expected him, so they were in expectation. 
All of them were in expectation. And expectation can be measured by preparation and is. The Bible says the five silly took no extra. But the five smart took extra. Amen. There, they, they, they had measurements of expectation. Another place, Jesus talking about productivity and prosperity. Those two things go together. The Lord Jesus himself talked about measures. He's the first one that introduced the concept of 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold, talking about productive lives, prosperous lives, fruitful lives, good ground. Are you listening? Only good ground produces 30, 60, and 100. Remember the, in, the, in that parable, the pathway, hard-hearted people don't produce anything. Are you listening? Uh, uncommitted people, shallow. When the going gets tough, they get going. They don't produce anything. The thorn, uh, uh, people that just get caught up in the ways of this world, the deceitfulness and riches, remember that's cursed. The world systems are cursed by the sweat of your brow. You know, you earn your living instead of giving for a living, operating in the blessing. He said, the, he said people operating in the world system, they get all caught up in it, and the word doesn't produce for them. It's choked out. Are you listening? Your job chokes out you being able to be here. Why? You're, you're, you know, and we work because we owe. We owe because it's the world system. Moving right along. All right, you ain't got time for it. So it's only good ground that these measurements apply to. Minimum, medium, and maximum. 30-fold cup, 30 cup minimum. Uh, buckets, medium, 5 gallons, 55-gallon drum maximum. Those are the only three measures that Jesus talked about. Are you listening? All right? Now, uh, we could say this, minimum expectations are measured or reflected in minimum preparations. Let me say this. I'm not being cruel or unkind. The Bible says that the blows of a friend are, are, are better for us than the kisses of an enemy. Amen. So it's good for the Lord sometimes to just tell us straight. God knows your measure. He knows my measure. He's not fooled. We're, the, the deception comes is we try to fool ourselves and think God is fooled. God's not fooled ever. He knows the, real, the, the reality. Are you listening? Of our preparation. And he's, are you listening? Of, 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 of the preparation. It's, it, that is reflecting our expectation. God's saying, well, you don't expect much of me, do you? Here I am, a great big God, wanting to do all these great things, and you're bringing me a cup? Of expectation? See, when you don't read your Bible, I know, you know, the laws, you know, don't, 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 don't. But there's some things you need to do, and sometimes the things that you need to do, you learn what to do by doing all the stupid don't do that no more stuff. That's good teaching whether you know it or not. I've learned a whole lot by the failures of how to succeed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 All right? But when we don't, 
when we bring a minimum measure, let's put it this way, to the Word of God, to the training that is preparing us. This is, we train people here. Are you listening? And training isn't just you come in here and everything's lovely. Everything is wonderful all the time. You're so wonderful. Are you listening? When your lives are falling apart, you need to be trained how to get out of that and how to get into success. When everything's failing, you don't need somebody to tell you, honey, it's going to be okay. It ain't okay. It's not all right. That's not God's best. That's not what God wants for you. Why are you going to settle for less when there's so much more available to you? My goodness, amen. Hallelujah. So God's not fooled. So quit, listen, the Bible says God's not mocked. Don't be deceived. Don't be deluded or misled. See, what you sow is what you're going to reap. What you, have, what you expect is going to be reflected in your preparations. Amen. Hmm? Now, uh, minimum, medium, maximum, cup, bucket, barrel, they're all measures. And we're all given time, exorbitant amounts of time in the past, but now we're in an acceleration of time. Now we're in a time when... Uh, you need to step up. Okay? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, when you get off the bus and, and you, you know, you signed on the dotted line and you're going into, the, quote, the armed services and all of that, and, and everybody knows you're going in and they give you time to prepare and all that kind of stuff, but there'll come a time when you step in the, on the bus and you're on your way to there and you get in that gate and they close that behind of you and somebody meets you yelling at you, welcome, Amen. Amen. And the next morning, you still want to sleep in till 10, but at 5 o'clock in the morning, you're not out of bed, and the bed is turned over on top of you, and they say, you're not there no more. You understand? You're in my time now. You're on my time. We're on God's time here. There's a timetable for the kingdom of God to take over this entire planet and for nations to be saved even in one day, but it won't happen apart from a prepared people. Amen. And you're either going to be in it or you're going to get left out. You're going to get left to the minimum, be just minimally used of God, or live in a medium, mediocre life, or you can go for the all of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But eternity is going to tell the story. Sugar, you don't want a minimum reward. You don't want a medium reward. You want to have stand in front of God and have maximum results for a maximum effort. How can you stand in front of the one who died for you, nailed to a cross, gave up everything, gave all, and come in there with some kind of a pitiful little excuse? No, no. No, God forbid. Say, God forbid. Lord have mercy. Amen. I'm not going to start eternity with my in, in shame. Ashamed of wasted life. Come on. Amen. Now, uh, it's according. We, he gave time to prepare. He gave all ten of them time to prepare. And they prepared. 
All right? But it was according to expectation. We use time either foolishly, sillily, or we use time wisely, smartly for what's coming. Let me tell you, let you in on what's coming. If you have, you cannot call 1-900-PSYCHO and find out what's coming. You're going to get what the devil has planned for you. Are you listening? But you can come to church and hear a prophetic word. You can come and hear the, and see the plans of God revealed for your life. Are you listening? Individually and as a people. I mean Sunday by Sunday, Wednesday by Wednesday. Amen. Day by day. God will reveal. And now listen. You may forsake the assembling of yourself together. You know, good success with that in the days that are ahead. Are you listening? Do you remember 9-11? And the church is filled up. And then the church is emptied right back out. Amen. There's more stuff coming. There's more stuff coming. There's more stuff coming. It can't be held back anymore. There's going to be a reaping of sowing. There's more stuff coming. Amen. And you need to be prepared. Hallelujah. To, to be successful. Amen. And churches are going to fill up. But when they get there, they better hear something. Amen. Are you listening? Do you realize that there are going to be pastors and teachers and, and, and leaders, government leaders, there are going to be religious leaders, there's going to be educational financial leaders who are going to stand in front of God and receive a greater judgment because they misled or they led people properly? Huh? Foolish people have no forethought. I'll tell you what, for the president, For every preacher, for every person, we're going to stand in front of God and give an account. Are you listening? Not against what we did, what we thought, but against what His plan and purpose actually was. Hmm? Talk about a legacy. <laughs> Your works will follow you. Read Job. They'll follow you. Where are they going to follow you? Right up to the throne. When you stand in front of God, I don't want to hear God say, you should have, you could have, but you, did, you wouldn't and you didn't. Do the will of my son. Advance the kingdom of God. Serve me and serve people. Not for your own, but for me. Only for my glory. Come on now. Are you listening? I'll tell you in that measure, everybody's equal. We all wear the same britches at this thing. Don't be fooled about the things here in the earth. There's a kingdom come. There's a will being done. I said there's a kingdom that has come and it's intensifying. There's one thing. I'll tell you, they can't even stop a strong wind. God is about to hurricane this thing. God Almighty is about to come like a rushing mighty wind. Fill his temple and spill out into the streets and the highways and the byways. Looking for somebody that has some want to. He's going to bypass the learned. He's going to bypass the, the, the higher ups. And he's going to come. Yes. Hallelujah. You can't stop this God. The Bible says, there, there, at midnight, there came a shout. He's here. Wake up. Started this year and it was so strong, I feel bad about myself. Say, wake up. 
Wake up. Preach four, five, six weeks on wake up. Isaiah 60 started, wake up. So there's a wake up call. When? At midnight. Oh, don't be fooled by midnight, honey. For some people, they live this side of midnight. It's still nighttime. But you know, one second tick past, one millisecond past midnight, a new day has begun. The old is now past, and now we're in the new thing. Now we're in the new day. Even if it do start in the dark, you understand? Read your Bible. The Bible says it was night, and then it was day. See, the new day starts in the dark, but the light and the dawning is a coming. It's going to dawn on some folks. I should have got ready. I should have been prepared. And they got up and they started doing their stuff. And the silly one said, we don't have enough. We don't got enough. Our lamps are going out. Now, I need to say a few things here. Uh, it says he didn't come. It didn't happen when they expected. So they ran out of. They got weary in the well. They got weary in the waiting. And they started to fall asleep. You know, there's another place where some folks fell asleep on Jesus. And you know, isn't it interesting that the only time they fell asleep on Jesus was when crunch time come. When the midnight hour was approaching, but are you listening? But Jesus wasn't looking at the dark. He was looking for the dawning of a new day. And he pulled up three or four guys with it. He actually brought all of them to Gethsemane. All 12, uh, 11 of them, because Judas wasn't there. He'd show up later. But he brought them in. And then there were three he pulled up. He said, you come with me. Come pray. Watch and pray with me one night. And they fell asleep. He said, you know, the spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. You better get your flesh fixed. You better put your natural physical appetites down. If you got to take communion every day, fast till the hair falls out of your head. You better fix, are you listening, your flesh now, he had the answer to that. He said, You're, he said, you've fallen asleep here. He said, the spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. Okay. Amen. And then he gave the answer. He said, pray, and you won't enter into temptation. What was the temptation? To live in the flesh instead of the spirit. You having trouble with your flesh? Come pray on the mornings. You got, need healing in your body? You got trouble with your flesh? Come pray. Amen. Amen. Can't keep your britches on? Come pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And your knees closed, come pray. Amen. Amen. I know you ain't going to hear this kind of stuff nowhere. Got trouble with your mind, your thought life? I mean, you can come pray in the Holy Ghost until you get a control over your mind. Amen. 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 Got trouble with your money? Anybody have trouble? It's Scripture. James, pray. Let him pray. Anyhow, praise the Lord, everybody. All right. Uh, Lord, we, I got to, I'm out of time. He didn't show up. And, uh, you know, it's human to prefer sooner rather than later. But, you know, waiting on God, what's he, he stretches our expectation. He stretches it to the breaking point. I said he stretched you beyond. In order for you to be more, he has to take where, who you are and what you are right now and stretch you past where you think you could have been. Where you can go. How many of you? I can't wait any longer, God. I just can't wait. 
The church, sexual sin, I can't wait any longer. The church, financial sin, i missing the mark. I can't wait any longer, so I'm going to have to go to the world. Come on now. Are you listening? I can't, you know, work and save for it. I'm just going to get a loan and get it quicker. Amen. You know how many of these, we ought to close all these title loans, all these payday loans. Are you listening? All of these things ought to be closed down because they put people in bondage and rob people. Unjust, un, un, you know, uh, too much interest. You understand what I'm saying? Hmm? Keep people poor. Hallelujah. But the better way is to get poverty out of the inside of people. They wouldn't, even, they wouldn't patronize those places. All right. Now, he came at midnight. Uh, and midnight is the moment when night is over and the day is starting. Now, uh, the silly, they got up. Everybody woke up. They heard the wake-up call. They got ready. But the silly said, our lamps are going out. You know, there may come a place. I, I want you to, the, listen, the moment of change is coming. Do you understand that it is coming? It is coming. We're, we, we're in the eighth month. There's a shift in the season in the last third of this year. Are you listening? It's in the naturals. Harvest time is coming. The reaping of what's been sown is coming. Amen. There's a shift. It's about to take place. I have, August is all about getting ready. There are four messages here prepared just for you that get you ready. And I'm going to tell you what. You may come to a place in life where just enough is not enough. Now the smart ones, you know, they said this. Because then, see, the silly ones always look to the smart ones to fix everything for them. But the smart ones understand, we can't fix it for you. You've got to choose for yourself. As a matter of fact, you're choosing for yourself. Amen. I'll prepare and pray. I'm not going to call you on the phone on Saturday and say, you know, church is tomorrow. Is that the kind of pastor you want? You need to be somewhere else. Are you hearing? Are you listening? That just doesn't work. Amen. Because if I start doing that, I'm going to have to, you know, I mean, you know, to the extremes, do everything else for you. The idea is to prepare you, grow you up. You're supposed to get a, you know, you know, it's a hard thing when the teenager just wants to lay in bed. But you lay in bed and lose the job. And if you lose the job, guess what? We go out to eat. You're staying home because you ain't got no money because you ain't no working, no working, no money, no eating, no nothing. Amen. You old enough to work? You're going to, I'm not going to set the alarm for you. I'm not your alarm clock. You better set success. We'll get you out of bed in the morning. You better get success on the inside of you. You get up a little earlier than anybody else. You work a little harder than everybody else. You stay a little longer at everybody than everybody else. You've got a barrel measure on the inside of you where God's things are concerned. People chasing naturals living in the curse. You're going to always be making your own living. Why don't you let God teach you what real living is? Hallelujah. Amen. All right, they said, now listen, they said to this, said to them, they go, we can't. They said, then there might not be enough for everybody. See, you can't let the, the, the not enough people pull you down to that level. I want to pull you up. And that's what they did. They said, you got to go buy some for yourself. And it says they did. 
But when they came back, here's the lesson. They'd already missed their opportunity. They, they, the more people, there are going to be opportunities, doors open for people, things that God's going to call you into. If you're not prepared with the more, you're going to miss it. And when you come back, that opportunity had a, a time frame. Are you listening? When the time frame was gone, the opportunity was gone with it. <laughs> you got to hear what I'm telling you. Are you listening? Amen. We're, we're, you have an opportunity. for You sit in a church where we know what's going on. You're sitting in a church for a whole year. You know, we're screaming at the top of our lungs. We're praying like we've never prayed before that you'll get it. You're sitting in a chair that has been prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. It wouldn't just warm your bonds. Amen. That something would get in your heart that you'd sit in a place of revelation. That the power of God would hit your life. That you'd be changed. You couldn't sit there and be the same. That there's an anointing on that chair. There's an anointing that's going to get on the inside of you. That, there's a, that your eyes are going to come open and your ears are going to come unstopped. And your heart is going to melt in the power and the presence and the passion glory of God. We'd not be just a sideshow anymore, but we'd be the... Are you listening? But the mountain of God's church would be the mountain that all the other mountains come to. Lord have mercy. I'm going to ask you a couple of hard questions here. Hard questions. Jesus said, stay alert. You may not know the moment, but I'm telling you the change is coming. His coming, His reward is with Him. The receivings of the believings are coming. The reaping of the sowings are coming. Look at your life. Ask God to help you show me. Where am I? Is this what I'm bringing God? Is this what I'm bringing God? Or is this what I'm bringing God? You know, there's still a little time. I thank God for the, the times that last call has come and they've held the plane for me a little while longer. Oh, I'll tell you what, we've been there, haven't we, baby? You get off at gate three. Come on, come on. We've been planning this for so long and we're not going to miss it, but we got 10 minutes. They're holding the plane. Come on. All the packing, all the prosperity, all the saving money, all the expectation. Don't stop now, girl. Come on. It's time to run. It's not time to, oh, well, there'll be another flight. There's not going to be another one. There's not. Another one going where we're going. There's not another time, day to delay. There's not another time. If you had known the time of your visitation, you would have allowed me to do what I wanted to do. Saul, Saul, because you... Failed to keep your appointment with God. Even right now, God is out looking for your replacement. One better than you is going to be given the opportunity. 
because you fooled it away. Because you didn't value it and didn't treasure it. Hallelujah. Pastor, why do you? When they rewind this on the great DVR of heaven and eternal annals will record. Yeah, I was a fool for Jesus. Some people say, well, you're a fool for talking to people that don't want to hear. And I will fulfill my assignment. I will not have blood on my hands. I will not have anyone turn to me and say, you should have told us, but you're afraid of how we're going to look at you. You should have told us, but you didn't because it wasn't the popular message of the day. My job is to get a people ready. Are you ready? I'm going to ask you today, are you ready? Because you're one of these three. And I'm telling you there's still some time to change your mind. There's still some time to bring a better measure to the table. There's still some time to make an exchange of your life. It's coming. It's coming. He's coming. The point, the point of the moment of change is coming. Let's not be unaware. They weren't. They were waiting. But the foolish and the silly didn't bring anything extra. Oh, it don't take all that. Honey, you don't know. I'll guarantee you this. Something on the inside has to stir. There has to be some sort of dissatisfaction. You misinterpret it so you go chase more sex. Go chase more of the world. Go chase more, another trinket, another toy. Maybe it's God scratching on the inside of you saying, I want more of you. Do you want more of me? Because it's going to take more of me in your life. It's going to take more of me in your life for you to enter into what I have for you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church. Thank you.